1: Old Radio Old Radio Old Radio Old Radio Old Radio
2: Comedy Podcast
3: Welcome to episode 96 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast Blondie was a radio sitcom adapted from the long-running comic strip of the same name, running from 1939 to 1950. It starred Arthur Lake as Dagwood Bumstead, and for most of its run, Penny Singleton as his wife Blondie. This followed the success of the feature film of the same name in 1938, starring both actors. The radio series was a huge success as well, and also spawned 27 more Blondie feature films. In 1949, Singleton left the program and was replaced by Ann Rutherford as Blondie. A few months later, she was replaced by Lake's real-life wife, Patricia Lake, who remained in the role until the end of the series. Others in the cast were multiple actresses, Alexander, Blondie and Dagwood's son, multiple actresses, Cookie, their daughter, Hanley Stafford as J.C. Dithers, Dagwood's boss, Elvia Allman as Mrs. Dithers, and Frank Nelson and Harold Perry as Herb Woodley, Dagwood's friend and neighbor. The Mel Blanc Show was a short-lived attempt to give the famous voice actor his own format after appearing prolifically in radio for years on such famous radio programs as Jack Benny, Abbott Costello, Burns & Allen, The Great Gildersleeve, Judy Canova, and many, many others. The show only ran for one season, from 1946 to 1947, and it starred Blanc as himself, but as the owner of a fix-it shop. He also voiced Zuki, the shop's helper, and several other minor characters. Mary Jane Croft starred as his girlfriend Betty, Joseph Kearns as her father, Hans Conried as the president of Blank's Lodge, The Benevolent Order of Loyal Zebras, and Alan Reed as Mr. Potchnik. The show never really took off, and many critics blamed the scripts and the writing. The show ended when its sponsor, Colgate Palmolive, pulled the funding in the spring of 1947. Now sit back and enjoy the November 3rd, 1948 broadcast of Blondie and the November 26, 1946 broadcast of The Mel
4: Blank Show. Uh, 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 don't touch that dial. Listen to.
2: Bloody!
0: The subject of money is a delicate one with everybody. Mr. Dithers doesn't like it when Dagwood Bumstead asks him for a raise. Mr. Dithers' answer is usually,
5: No. Positively no. (laughs) N-O-E.
6: And Dagwood says to Blondie, Oh, gee, Blondie, Mr. Dithers is... Oh, he sure is heartless. Oh, that's too bad, dear. Only a skunk would act like that.
0: (laughs) But this morning at the Bumstead home, when Alexander comes in and asks for a raise, Dagwood says,
6: No. Positively no. (laughs) K-N-O-W. Gee,
7: Pop. You sure are heartless. Yeah. Why dagwood only a SKU no what would act like that. Uh, yeah,
6: yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that that's right.
7: Alexander, why don't you try earning some extra money yourself? Huh? Well, instead of
6: asking for money, why don't you earn some? It's easier to ask for uh, Yeah <laughs> No, Alexander, you'll have to find some other way of getting that extra money hmm. Why don't you think of a good money-making idea, huh?
7: But every time I get an idea, you and Mom always interfere
6: hmm. Well, son, we won't interfere this time No
7: Now, you'll have a chance to develop your own initiative And we'll do our very best to help
6: you yeah, hmm? No matter how much we regret it later Okay <laughs> Okay, folks,
7: here's the idea of how I'm going to make some money. I just went over and borrowed Dick Cram's little printing press.
6: Oh, holy smoke, Blondie. He's going to print counterfeit money now. Oh, but
7: uh-huh. well, that's absolutely ridiculous, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to print a little newspaper. It, right, Alexander, that's wonderful. Then hmm. I need some money to back the paper. Oh, how much do you need? About ten dollars. It'll be very educational, Mom. That's too educational. Uh, how about
6: three dollars?
7: It's a deal. (laughs) Yeah,
6: Yeah, that's more like it. (laughs) Give him the money, Dagwood. Who, me?
7: Well, yes, darling, you're the head of the house now.
6: (laughs) I am? Oh, yes, I am. uh, I guess. Uh, Here, Alexander. Gee, thanks, Pop. And
7: since you're giving me the money, I'm going to make you the publisher. Well, but what for? In case someone sues me for libel. Uh Oh, Mom! I'm home for lunch! It's all ready for you, Alexander. Well, how was school this morning? Okay. Except that you and Pop made a few mistakes on my English homework. Oh. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, maybe you'd better start doing it yourself, hmm? Oh, no. I just wish you'd be more careful. I'm awful busy right now getting our newspaper ready to go to press. What are you calling your paper? I decided to call it the Tattletale. The Tattletale? Well, that sounds like it's going to have a lot of scandal in it. Mm-mm, it's going to be loaded with it. Oh. <laughs> well, it sounds very interesting, Alexander. I guess all your little friends will be dying to see the first edition. Yeah. They'll want to see what we've written about their parents. Yeah, I'm sure they'll want to see what their parents... Oh, sure. All the scandal is going to be about the grown-ups. Oh, dear huh? goodness. Say, Mom. Yes, Alexander. Can kids of my age be thrown into jail? Uh, no, I don't think so. Why? Well, on one of the issues of the Tattletale, we're going to demand that the people kick Mayor Snipe out of office. Uh-oh. <laughs> Come on, Dagwood, finish your coffee. Yeah. Um, it's almost time to leave for the office. <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Blondie. Mm-hmm. Where's, the, where's Alexander this morning? Oh, Alexander printed 50 copies of the Tale last mm. night, and he and Cookie went out early this morning to sell it. Hey, I didn't know anything about it. A fine way to
6: treat the publisher. <laughs> well,
7: I don't know very much about it either, honey, but he's having a wonderful time, ah. and it's bound to develop his initiative and teach him
6: something about earning a living. <laughs> yeah, I guess we shouldn't try to help him. Just let him do the whole thing himself. And that's right, dear. Yeah. That's
7: right. Absolutely. The authorities say it's much better training that way. Psychology, you know.
6: No, I don't know. But
7: anyway, <laughs> I hope they make a few
6: pennies profit.
7: <laughs> Here they are now. Hello, children. Did you sell your little newspapers? I'll say we did. Every copy. Oh, boy. We clean up 2 dollars and half. So this is earning a living. I even sold a copy to Mr. Dithers. Oh, What's you up? did? Yeah, he tried to shortchange me.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was
7: Mr. Divers, all right. <laughs> Alexander, you'll have to put something in your paper sometime about Mr. Divers.
6: We've got something in it about him this time. And wait till he read it. Wow! Hey, yeah, hey, hey, that doesn't sound so good. Uh, what did you say about him? <laughs> Let's see a copy, huh?
7: There aren't any more, Daddy. It wasn't. It said, quote, where was what contractor, whose initials are JCD, last Thursday night, and how much did he lose? Answer, tomorrow. End quote. Mm. Dagwood? Ha. Huh? I thought you and Mister Dithers went over to Sheridan City on
6: business last Thursday night. Oh, oh my! I better be getting to the office. Were you Blondie? playing poker? Yeah, oh, look at the time! I better be getting to the office dear. Well, goodbye, Blondie. Yes, <laughs> goodbye, Daisy. Oh. So they went to
2: a
7: poker game. Alexander, your mother is going to be a regular subscriber to the Tattletale. <laughs>
5: Bart's <laughs> <Bunch> head!
2: <laughs> Come into my office! <laughs> <laughs> Did you
6: call me Mr. Didis, or is someone blowing a foghorn?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I called you,
5: Bubblehead.
6: Mm. <laughs> Have you seen this
5: newspaper the kids are putting out?
6: Uh, no, I haven't seen it.
5: Cookie sold me a copy this morning. Mm. I'm just looking at it now.
6: Well, uh, JC, put it away and let's get on to business. Oh, yes, sir. Bumpster!
5: To whom do you think you're talking? To whom? To you, that's whom.
2: Well, just
5: relax a minute. Sit down and rest your crap brain. (laughs) This looks like a great little sheet. Mm -hmm. Even if it is printed on Blondie's notepaper.
6: Yeah. (laughs) It's the only newspaper in the country that smells of gardenia, too.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Now listen to this. Under local
2: items. Yeah.
5: The Hendersons are going to have a baby next week. It will probably be a boy or a girl.
2: <laughs> they are going to name
5: it after a wealthy uncle, no matter which it is. They want him to leave all his money to the baby. <laughs> well, it's an honest little scandal sheet.
2: Yeah.
6: It sounds like you're overdoing it a little bit, though, don't you think?
5: Now, here's some more. Be sure to get the next edition of the Tattletale. Sensational stuff about Mayor Snipe. ho, oh, ho. Oh, that sniper's trembling in his shoes.
6: Yeah, I bet he is, too. <laughs> now, listen to this. Right.
5: says, last week, Dagwood Bumstead took a
6: bath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's an outrage.
5: Oh, so you didn't take a bath. No,
2: I didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> now,
6: you can fool me. Yeah, well you wait till I see Alexander.
5: Now, well, he knew which way the wind was blowing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, let's see what the next one is. Yeah. Where was what contractor whose initials are J C D? Hey, what is there? Ah, uh, hey.
6: That sounds pretty good. Go ahead. Go Last ahead. Thursday night.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and how much did he lose? Answer tomorrow. Good grief.
6: Ah, uh. <laughs> And oh, what's this? Published by Dagwood Bumstead. Yeah, that's me. Uh, now, look. Now, wait a minute. I can explain everything. Bumstead, you look, I'm, I'm going to beep up your treetop.
5: Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm going to put my thumb on your Adam's apple and squeeze the cider out of uh, it. Oh, no. Yeah.
2: Like this. <laughs> uh, look out. Out! Mr. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Dagwood, what are you doing under that sofa? Yeah, well, I'm hiding from Mr. Dithers. A- am I sticking
6: out anywhere? Huh?
7: No. <laughs> but there's a lump in the sofa. Let's see.
6: Oh, that's no lump. That's my head. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. that sounds like Mr. Dither's all right. Oh, oh, my. Well, it's okay now. He he can't find me here. All right, all right.
7: Why, hello, Mr. Dithers. Hello,
5: Blumby. Please tell that rat the cat's come for him.
7: <laughs> rat? Anybody I know?
5: Where's Dagwood?
7: Oh, uh, isn't he at the office?
5: No. Well, I'll wait for him to show up here. Oh, uh, mind if I sit over here on the sofa?
7: Oh, no, 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 no. Go right ahead, but uh, sit down gently.
5: I will.
2: <coughs> oh, my.
5: Oh, this is a wonderful sofa, Blondie. So nice and bouncy. Look at this.
2: Oh, dear. Oh, oh, oh. Oh,
5: Sounds sort of hollow-like.
6: I surrender. Mm.
5: Okay, come out from under there, Bumstead.
6: Yeah. Oh, my poor, poor sofa. Yeah. <laughs> Cry a little bit for my head, too, while you're there, Blondie. <laughs> yeah, I've never felt so flat.
5: Now, Bumstead, are you going to make that little fiend of yours stop printing that paper?
6: Uh, no, Mr. Didders. I-, I don't believe I. Well, I can't. Mr. Didders, we promised
7: Alexander we wouldn't interfere. Step
5: aside, Blondie. You're about to become a widow.
7: Yeah. Oh, come on, Bumstead. <laughs> oh, look who's coming up the front walk. Oh, it's Mrs. Didders. Your wife.
5: You mean my warden.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: she must have read that item about the poker game. Quick, where can I hide?
6: Oh, r- r- right under the sofa. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
5: Stall her off, Blondie.
6: Yeah, I- I'll get it, Blondie. All right, Dagwood, but don't expect me to cover up for Mr. Dithers, because Cora's my closest friend. Yeah, well, don't expect me to cover up for Mr. Dithers, either. He's my closest enemy. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Oh, hello, Mrs. Dithers. Hello, Dagwood. Mm-hmm. Won't you come in and uh, sit down for a while? Sure. Hello, Blondie. Oh,
7: hello, Cora, darling.
6: Blondie, have you seen that red-faced old turkey of mine? <laughs> you mean, uh, Mr. Dithers? Yes. I found out where he was last Thursday. And when I catch him, I'm going to pull out his tail feathers and give
8: him the axe.
2: Uh. <laughs> Good for
6: you, Mister Dithers.
2: <laughs>
6: um, oh, uh, won't you uh, sit down here on the sofa? Uh, go ahead, just pop right down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will.
2: Oh! Oh,
7: my. <laughs> Listen to the air whoosh out of those kitchens. Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey, Daisy.
6: Come here, Daisy. Come on here, Daisy. Oh, Hello, Daisy, good dog. What's the world is wrong with Daisy?
7: I don't know, Cora. Maybe there's a rat under the sofa.
6: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is, Bondi. Uh, go get him, Daisy. And if you see him. Him, I know you'll lick him hey, come on, come on, go, go away No, cut it out Quit licking my face
2: Hey, stop being so mushy Julia
6: teaser
5: Divers. Oh, <laughs> Hello, Cora Surprise
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was
5: looking for a streetcar token that rolled on
6: Let me help you out from under there oh, No, no, Cora Not by my ears Come on, you poker player. You and I are going to have a little chat at home. Goodbye, Blondie. Goodbye, Cora. Goodbye, Mr. Dithers. Goodbye.
5: I'm Bumpstead. Uh, I want to talk to whoever's responsible for that little scandal sheet as soon as school lets out. It's going to be stopped, or your job's going to be stopped. Oh. I have spoken. <laughs>
7: Alexander, here is Mr. Dithers. Oh, hello, Mr. Dithers. And how are you? I believe you know my sister, Cookie.
5: Oh, how do you do? I'm very glad. Hey, you cut that out! (laughs) Now listen,
2: bumlets. (laughs) I'm here to
5: tell you that your first edition of the Tattletale... Will also be your last.
7: Uh, gee, I'm afraid you're mistaken, Mr. Dithers. Yeah, I'm afraid you're
6: mistaken, Mr. Dithers. Yeah, I'm afraid you're mistaken, Mr. Dithers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll sue this paper
2: for libel. But, but Mr. Dithers,
7: libel is when you say something about a person that isn't true. Yeah, Mr. Dithers. And you did go to a poker game, didn't you? Well
5: yes.
6: Then it isn't libel. Uh, boy, it's a good thing Alexander doesn't know about you and that cute secretary. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: Alexander,
7: I don't think you ought to print all of those bits of scandal. No one's really interested in them. We sold out the whole edition, and the next edition is gonna
6: be bigger and better. We're gonna expose Bear Snipes and the police department and Hey, hey, hey no, no, not that, Alexander. <laughs> You'll cave in our whole city government. I'll be glad to take an ad. Well,
7: keep your name out.
6: Cancel the ad. <laughs>
7: okay. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm running something special about you. Oh, Alexander. More about Mr. Dithery? Yeah, Mom. I'm going to tell where he was two weeks ago last Monday. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no.
2: No, not that.
7: Well, I've got a lot of work to do now. If you have any other complaints, just write me a letter.
6: Goodbye, now.
2: Ah, goodbye uh, Alexander,
6: don't do anything rash, will you? Please, Alexander? Huh?
7: Well, I guess that's that The cattle Cattletail Editor is a pretty tough character <laughs> Uh, Mr. Ditters, where were you two weeks ago Monday?
5: That's the awful thing I can't remember
2: <laughs> But it must
5: be embarrassing yeah. Well, by tomorrow you'll know huh? yeah. but, huh? So will the rest of the town Including my wife.
6: Oh, boy, some breakfast, huh, Blondie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get the door, dear. All
7: right, darling, but wipe the
6: egg off your face first. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you Dagwood Bumstead? Uh, yes, I'm Dagwood Bumstead. Well,
4: I'm the third item from the top in your gossip column, and I don't like it, face.
2: Ooh. Oh, Dagwood. <laughs> Blondie,
6: Blondie, we've what? got to do something about that paper before I run out of teeth. <laughs> This is the first morning Mr. Dittit has been so late to the office. I, I wonder if anything. It, huh? Oh, here he is.
5: Oh, hello, Bumstead. Well, I managed to buy up 40 copies of The Tattle Tale this morning. Yeah, that'll squelch the story about me.
6: Mm-hmm. Hey, you must have got up kind of early. When I left this morning, Alexander was going into the third home edition.
5: Oh, no. Yeah,
6: and he was thinking about running off a four-star sport final, too. Well, that rips it. Yeah. He can print them faster than I can buy them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dithers, what does it say about you?
5: I haven't looked yet. I was too busy buying papers. Yeah. Your little daughter tried to raise the price to a dime a copy for me.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no kidding?
5: Yeah, she got it, too. <laughs> well, let's see what it says.
6: Hey, hey, hey well, what does it say about Mary Knight? Look. Uh oh.
5: It says that tattletale has evidence that Mayor Snipe mm. has been going to all the football games in a city owned car. Taxpayers revolt.
6: Whoa. That means trouble.
5: And listen to this. Why? The police missed a burglar the other day because they went ahead and finished their peanut game.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we demand an investigation. Oh
5: my. <laughs> and look at the way they spell peanut. Oh. <laughs> oh
6: yeah. Ah, look. Ha. Ah.
5: Ah, how do you spell pinochle?
6: <laughs> hey, here's something about you right here, Mr. Dithers.
5: Oh, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Where was J.C. Dithers, the contractor, two weeks ago last Monday? Ah. See answer on page four.
2: Oh.
5: Hey. What? That must have been the time I had trouble with that lady policeman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh
6: here, here's the answer. Here it is right here. He was having dinner with Mrs. Dithers and Mr. and Mrs. Bumstead. That's right, I was.
2: Yeah, yeah and you thought that... Never that... mind what I thought.
5: <laughs> I've been swindled.
7: Oh, dear, either the phone's been oh. ringing or there's been someone pounding at the door all morning long. Well, that's enough of that.
2: Uh, Mrs. Bumpstead, I command to see you. Now,
7: just a minute. You can't all come in here. You can come on in, Marith Knight. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, Blondie. Blondie, can I come in too? No, you can't come in. Oh, oh, it's you, Dad, but of course you can come yes, in. Thank come you. on, dear. Now then, Marith Knight.
4: Mrs. Bumpstead. Never in all my years of public service, years in which I worked unfailingly and untiringly to make our fair city a model of good government. Never, I say, have I been exposed to such a low, mean, dastardly attack. Where is the editor of this little newspaper?
6: Upstairs under the... he's hiding.
4: I'd like to give him a good hiding myself.
6: You would. Well, you'd have to do it over the bodies of two dead bumsticks.
4: I'd like to do it that way, too. (laughs) Did you see this? The tattletale has evidence that Mayor Snipe has been going to all the football games in a city-owned car. Taxpayers, revolt.
2: Uh How dare they punish a thing like that? (laughs) How dare they?
7: (laughs) Well, probably because he saw you in that car at the games the same
6: as everybody else had. Yeah, I I saw you at the Sandusky game in that car. (laughs) And I'm in the favor of revolting.
1: You are revolting.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Alexander ought to print the inside story about how you judge that saving beauty contest.
4: <laughs> uh, yes, well, yeah. <clears throat> well uh, I'll, um, I'll say no more about this childish prank. Mm. But uh, when you talk to the editor, ask him to lay off
2: me, will you please?
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
7: goodbye, Mayor Snipe. Yeah, yeah, goodbye, Snipey.
2: Mm. And you might tell those other people out there
7: who want to see the editor that they'd better mend their ways and go on home. I'll do my best. About... Oh, Dagwood, Dagwood, but, but I think we've suffered enough.
6: Yeah, you do, huh?
7: I do. Mm.
6: Yeah, well, it's up to the editor to do his own suffering from now on. Right. Mm, here goes.
7: Alexander! I might oh, right. I'm like you're a of Oh. I was listening mm. Well, Alexander, we're very proud of you. Yeah. And we think the tale is a cute little paper, and you've done very
6: well with it. Only now you've got to take some of its responsibility. Yeah, and maybe you ought to write about kids your own age, and I'll buy you a pair of boxing gloves.
2: <laughs> you see,
7: Alexander, we don't want to ask you to stop putting out the paper, but you'll have to do that or go out and talk to those people on the front porch. There's the Chief of Police, one member of the Board of Education... The truant officer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hmm? And several other people. Mom, I've decided to give up the newspaper. I didn't realize that an editor lives such a dog's life.
6: Yeah, it's a little tough to take, huh? And it
7: might give me hardening of the arteries and make me nervous and strong high. <laughs> Well, Alexander, your newspaper was a big success while it lasted. But come on, tell your mommy what are you going to do now? Hmm? Well, I've been thinking it over. I think I'll take my chemistry set down to the basement and start working on something quiet and restful, like inventing fireworks.
2: Oh dear. Here we go again. <laughs>
4: The Blondie Show was
0: previously released over NBC, the national broadcasting company for listeners in the United States, and has been rebroadcast for our servicemen and women overseas. From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents The Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kern, Jerry Hausner, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Mm.
9: What's up, Dad?
0: Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth fix sparkle, brings you The Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character, Zookie.
4: Hello, everybody, 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 <laughs>
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) And
4: starring himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga.
0: Well, it's close to Thanksgiving, and in Mel Blanc's little town, courageous suitors are taking advantage of the holiday spirit to approach prospective fathers-in-law on a delicate subject. In one house, where Sam Green has asked Mr. Brown if he may marry his daughter, Mr. Brown is saying...
4: Sam Green, I'm going to set the date next week.
0: And in another house, where Henry Adams has asked Mr. Jones if he may marry his daughter, Mr. Jones is saying... Henry Adams, I'm going to make you a junior partner in my firm. And in the Colby house, where Mel Blank has asked Mr. Colby if he may marry his daughter, Betty, Mr. Colby is saying,
1: Mel Blank, I'm
4: going to break every bone in your body!
2: <laughs> so
0: now, it's Thanksgiving Eve, and in order to get in Mr. Colby's good graces again, Mel Blank is holding a Thanksgiving party in his fix-it shop. He has invited a few of his friends for Thanksgiving dinner. Right now, we find Mel and his girl, Betty, setting the table. Knife,
4: plate, fork. Knife, plate, fork. Knife, fork.
8: Mel, those were the last two plates. Now what do you do? Oh,
4: don't worry. Knife, piece of plate, fork.
8: Knife,
4: piece of plate, fork. Gosh, what a beautiful table.
8: Yes, there's the celery stock, stuffed olives, candied yams, cranberry sauce, all the fixings.
4: And in the center, that great, big, beautiful 15-pound salami.
8: <laughs> but now, Father will be awfully mad. He's expecting turkey.
4: Oh, I took care of that. I scooped out the center of the salami and I stuffed it with chestnut dressing.
8: <laughs> and besides,
4: Betty, what difference does it make, salami or turkey? It's the spirit of Thanksgiving that counts. But,
8: Mel... Anyway,
4: the orphan's home needed the turkey much more than I did.
8: Oh, darling, I love you for giving the turkey to the orphan's home. You always were a softie for children.
4: Well, Betty, you know how I feel about us. Someday we'll get married and we'll have a little two-room house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
8: Then after a while, we'll add another room.
4: Betty, I refuse to have your father live with us. <laughs>
8: I mean children. After we get married, there's no reason why we can't have three, four, or five.
4: Yeah, and if we like them, the next year we'll have some more.
8: (laughs) Well, if Dad gets mad at you for not having turkey, I'm going to tell him why.
4: Oh, uh, that's another thing, Betty. I don't want you to tell your father anything. Don't tell anybody. I did it. I'm glad I did it, but I don't have to advertise it.
8: Ah, that's the nicest thing I ever heard, darling. For that, I'm going to give you a great big kiss. (laughs) Well?
4: now say something. Such a kiss for a 15-pound turkey? (laughs) Yes. Gosh, I wish it had been 50
2: pounds.
4: (laughs) Well, if it isn't our lodge secretary, Earl Ross. Hey, how are you feeling, Brother Ross? Ah, potato salad. Oh, yeah, Betty made it. Say, so, uh, why don't you try some? Well, just a small plate. I don't want to spoil my appetite.
2: <laughs>
4: mmm. Delicious.
2: That's <laughs> the
4: olives, Mel. No, not the green ones. The pits don't green with me. <laughs>
2: the, uh...
4: Why don't you have another sandwich? Oh, thanks. I've already had two. (laughs) I've already had four, but who's counting?
8: (laughs) Come on, have another one. Oh, here comes Father, Mel. Say, who's that fellow with him? Oh, that's Willie Murdoch. Father just hired him to manage the supermarket. He's rather nice.
4: Rather nice? Betty, have you gone out with him?
8: Well, Father insisted that I go to the movies with him last night.
4: You and Willie at the movies? Dark places? (laughs) Benny. why
8: didn't you tell me? Well, darling, it's Thanksgiving and I didn't want to upset you. Now, you be nice to him.
4: Uh, Hello, Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Colby. Oh, Mel, I want you to meet my new manager, William Murdoch. Hello, Mr. Murdoch.
10: Hello, Blank. Heard a lot about you from Mr. Colby. <laughs> Don't let it get you down. Well, hey, this is Mr.
4: Ross, secretary of our loyal order of benevolent zebras. Mr. Ross is a very good friend of mine.
10: Oh, well, Mr. Colby, any good friend of yours is a good friend of mine. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Ross.
4: That's must <laughs>
10: Uh, this is a very nice fix-it shop you got here, Blank, but I've got a couple of ideas to improve it. First of all, it's too stuffy in here. Well,
4: it could use a little air conditioning.
10: Blank, you can't condition this air. You got to get rid of it.
2: <laughs>
10: and next, you take down that picture of the city dump on the wall.
4: Murdoch, that's no picture. You're looking through the window. <laughs>
10: uh, oh, well, uh, I see, Miss Colby is unattached. Better go over and attach myself.
4: Get it? Thanksgiving. Why couldn't the Pilgrim Fathers have landed on him?
2: (laughs) Oh, Miss Zooki. Oh, Zooki. Happy Happy
4: Thanksgiving. Oh, hello, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy
9: Thanksgiving. (laughs) Merry
2: Christmas.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Zuki. Oh, hello. Betty.
8: Thanks. (laughs) Say, uh...
2: How do
9: you like my new dress, Bookie? Oh, gosh, Betty, you're the most beautiful... You're the quintessence of... You're the acme
8: of... Oh, by the way, Bookie, I got a letter from my cousin, Dottie, and a new picture of her. Here, look. ( liegenivals) (laughs)
2: <liegenivals> <laughs>
8: Cousin Dottie is so shy and sweet and coy. What do you think of her bathing suit? <laughs> Zookie, can I get you a little something before dinner? What would you like?
9: I'd like some of your potato here. I'd like some,
4: some candy there. You get your... Uh-uh. <laughs> I'd like that picture of Dotty.
2: <laughs> Say, Betty,
10: did you know that Mel invited us here for Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey? Well, you're right, Mr. Colby. Mel invited us for Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey. Why, Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without turkey. That's exactly my thought, Mr. Colby. Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without turkey.
9: Huh, yeah, this guy can easily be replaced with a sheet of carbon paper. <laughs>
2: Looky,
4: where's Mel? Oh, he, he went back to the k- 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 kitchen. Oh. Well, I want to talk to him. And Murdoch, uh, Willie, you take care of Betty.
10: Oh, well, if you say so, Mr. Colby. Anything you say goes, Mr. Colby. I'm your boy, Mr. Colby. You know you can
1: count
9: on me, Mr. Colby. Ha, ha, ha. uh Mel is in a jam again. I, I got to go and explain everything to you. I, I got to go and, and, and warn you. I, I got to go in explain the, the, the tip of my <laughs> I gotta go. Use
1: cold gate to powder Keep smiling just right Use it each morning And use it each night
0: dates for you this festive season? Could a breath of trouble be the reason? Maybe, because that breath of trouble, I mean, unpleasing breath, has brought unhappiness to thousands. Don't let it mark you down. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder.
1: Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Tooth Powder.
0: Now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and their holiday arrangement of Goodnight Lady. <laughs>
1: Good night, ladies, good night, ladies, good night, ladies, we're gonna leave you now. Merrily, we roll along,
2: roll along, roll along, merrily, we roll along, or the deep blue sea, or the soon. blue
1: sea, farewell, ladies. Goodbye. So good night. Toodaloo.
2: Farewell, ladies Goodbye, go so long, goodnight,
1: toodaloo Farewell, ladies For we're gonna
2: leave you
1: now Merrily, merrily, we Roll along merrily, merrily, we roll along merrily, merrily, we roll along o'er the deep blue. Merrily, we roll along, roll along, roll along merrily, we roll along o'er the deep blue. Merrily, we roll along, roll along, roll along merrily, we roll along o'er the deep blue. Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along Merrily we roll along more the Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along Merrily we roll along more... the deal.
0: Mel Blank is giving a Thanksgiving party in his fix-it shop to get in the good graces of his girl's father, Mr. Colby. But so far, everything is going wrong. Mr. Colby is mad because there's no turkey. Willie Murdoch, the new supermarket manager, is making a play for Mel's girls. Right now, the party is in full swing, but we find Mel disconsolately talking to Betty's kid brother, Tommy, in a corner of the shop.
9: Boy, is my dad so it's you, Mel. Yeah, Tommy, and I gave this party just to make an impression on him. What can I do to please your father? Mel, well, I know something you can do that'll surely please him. You do? What is it? No, you're too young to die.
2: <laughs>
9: well, anyway, my papa's mad at you for having salami instead of a turkey at this
4: party. Yeah, I know. Mel, why don't
9: you tell my pop he gave the turkey to the orphans' home?
4: Now, uh, you keep out of this, Tommy. The reason I'm not saying anything is because this year, your father forgot to give them a turkey himself. And if I said anything about it, it would only embarrass him. Oh. Oh, Mel, here comes our lodge, President Mr. Cushing. Oh.
2: <laughs> Good, I'll go over and welcome him.
4: Holiday greetings, Brother Blank. Ogg, ogg, a-boo, a-boo, Mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, uga. How are things? Wonderful. Happiest Thanksgiving I ever had. Well, where's the wife? Home in bed with laryngitis. <laughs> Happiest
2: Thanksgiving I ever had.
4: Gee, that's too bad. How's she feeling? Darn that penicillin. <laughs> Say, how did she get laryngitis? Well, Mel, we went to the UCLA-USC football game. Little woman went completely berserk, kept screaming her head off. She did? Yeah, was well, the first opportunity she ever had to yell at 22 men all at once.
2: <laughs> you mean
4: now she can't talk at all? Not a word. She just lies there in bed and hisses.
2: <laughs> Empty the
4: garbage pail, shake out the carpet sweeper, clean up the kitchen. I wish she wouldn't tell me what to do. I have my own system for doing the housework.
2: <laughs>
4: gosh mr Cushing it must be tough living with your wife. Mel if you only knew. Last night we went out and she said, "Look at me, John, I'm dressed up to kill." Gad, what a temptation. <laughs> i tell you, Mel, I'd leave that woman in a minute if she didn't have all that money.
2: <laughs>
4: I don't know why I'm standing here telling you all this.
2: It's just that I've done all doctor. <laughs> oh, cheer
4: up, Mr. Cushing. When you get your wife a Christmas present, everything will be okay. Well, she's already hinted about a present. She wants some beauty aid. Ha! Ha! <laughs> Mr. Cushing, after all, beauty is only skin deep. Mel, she's already been peeled.
2: <laughs> the nerve of
4: that woman. She asked me for a beauty makeup kit. Well, what are you gonna get her? With her face, a box of Dr. Scholl's foot pads.
2: <laughs> Nothing
4: help that woman, Mel. Well, I have to let you in for another disappointment, mighty potentate. Mm-hmm. I haven't any turkey. What a relief. You're happy not to see a turkey? Mel, are you forgetting? I've been looking at my wife all day.
2: <laughs> well, on to the party.
4: Oh, I see Brother Colby here. Greetings, Brother Colby. Aga, aga, boo, aga, boo aga. Oh, <laughs> greetings, mighty potent day, Doug. Aga, boo, aga, boo aga. And there's Brother Ross. Greetings, Brother Ross. Aga, aga boo, aga, boo, aga. aga, all, And little Tommy. Aga, aga, boo, aga, All right, Mr. Cushing, all right. mm. Well, I'm sorry. Sort to run away with Margaboon, right? huh? All right, come on, everybody. Let's all have fun. Uh, does anybody want to hear me impersonate Charles Boyer? All right, I'll sing a song. Ben, anybody hear the story about the cop in Brooklyn? Shall I sing now? You've never heard this story before. Is it about the cop finding the dead horse on Kosciuszko Avenue? Uh huh. And he can't say Kosciuszko, so he moves the horse to Main Street? (laughs) Uh, Shall I sing now? No!
2: I'll tell another one, and
4: I know you don't know this story. A fellow was having soup in a restaurant, and he called over the head waiter. See here, sir, he exclaimed. There's a fly in this soup. What do you think the head waiter said? Did he say, what do you want
10: for a diamond elephant?
2: <laughs> yes, and I wish
10: you'd drop dead. I'll try one more story now. All right, everybody quiet now. Mr. Colby's going to try one more story. Go ahead, Mr. Colby. Everybody keep quiet.
4: Thanks, Murdoch. Thanks. Well, <laughs> it seems a man in a restaurant called the, the waitress over and said, my cocoa is cold. Well, replied the waitress, if your cocoa is cold, put your hat
10: on it.
2: <laughs> oh, very funny. Very, very funny.
4: <laughs> Shall I sing now, Mr. Colby?
2: <laughs>
8: I've
10: had enough from you, Mel Blank. You ruined my entire evening. His entire evening.
2: Father,
8: let's. And
10: you've got a nerve inviting people to a Thanksgiving party and not even having any turkey. And yeah, not having any turkey. But mm. Hey, when do we eat? Oh. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Star. That's a
2: good
8: idea. Come on, Father, let's eat. Uh, no, all right.
10: Okay, everybody,
4: sit down now. This uh, yes, is fine. Wonderful. Yes. This oh, yes. food looks wonderful. Yes. No home cooking. <laughs> well, everybody seated. Yeah, let's go. Okay. I'll, I'll carve the salami. <laughs> Who wants a leg? I do. I do. I do. Everybody wants a leg. I should have gotten an octopus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have turkey.
4: Colby, will you stop? Everyone knows salami is much safer than turkey. Safer? Yes. no bone. <laughs>
9: oh.
4: Well,
10: Tommy, what part do you want?
9: Yeah, I want the part that goes
4: over the counter last.
2: <laughs>
4: and how about you, Brother Ross? Well, I don't know. I'm losing my (laughs) apricot. Just give me the dark meat. The salami is all dark meat. That's what I said. Just give me the dark
2: meat. (laughs) Oh, Murdoch? What
4: part do you want? I always let Mr. Colby choose first. All right, Mr. Colby, what part uh, would you like? Oh, this has gone too far. I refuse to sit here and be made a fool of. Oh, but Mr. Colby. Oh, Mel, this
8: can't go on any longer. I'm gonna tell Father. Betty,
4: please. Well, huh? Tell me why. Why
8: we haven't any turkey tonight. Oh, come in. Is Mr. Blank here?
4: I'm Mel Blank, little boy.
8: Mr. Blank, I'm from the orphan's home. I brought you a piece of your turkey.
4: You did?
7: Yes. It tasted so good, all the boys wanted you to have some. They wanted me to tell you how much they appreciated you remembering them on Thanksgiving Day.
0: Gee, thanks.
7: They also asked
8: me to give a message from all the boys at the home. Mind if I give it?
0: No, no, go ahead.
8: Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? no Blanc, Mel Blanc, hooray! Oh, thanks a lot.
4: <laughs> Thank so long, Mr. Blanc. So long. Oh,
8: gee, wasn't that sweet?
10: Mel... You gave your turkey to the orphanage? Oh, why didn't you tell us about it? Well, you're right again, Mr. Colby. Mel Blanc, why did oh, you Oh, tell... shut up! <laughs> <laughs> well, Mel, uh, he
9: didn't want to tell you because you forgot to give your turkey this year.
4: What? Why well, I always give a turkey to the orphanage. In fact, I told Willie Murdoch... To... Murdoch,
10: didn't you deliver that? Uh, 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 Mr. Colby, it, <laughs> it slipped my mind. Oh, it I... did. It. Murdoch, come here. I'm going to break every bone in your body. Quiet, everybody. Mr.
4: Colby's going to break every bone in his body. <laughs> Gee, it sounds good on somebody else. <laughs> oh, forget it, Mr. Colby. It's Thanksgiving. Let's
10: forgive. Uh, yes, you're right, Mel.
4: Yeah, let's forgive and let's
10: eat. <laughs> All right,
4: here. Sit next to me, Mel, my son. <laughs> Thanks, Pop. Oh, heavenly. Ah, nothing like the smell of salami on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, you see, Betty, it's like I said. What difference does it make, salami or turkey? It's the spirit of Thanksgiving that counts. Smell
0: blank. Well, Blank, will be back in just a minute. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling
1: just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth
0: powder. You notice it quickly enough in others, but you seldom suspect it in yourself. That's the insidious thing about that breath of trouble. I mean, unpleasing breath. So ask yourself if you could be a victim. Then let Colgate Tooth Powder help you. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't
1: take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate with new
4: powder. This is Mel Blanc saying Happy Thanksgiving and it'll be, it'll be, it'll be. that's all, folks. <laughs> This is Bud Houston, reminding you that Colgate tooth
0: powder for a breath of sweet, and keep the Sparkle brings you the Mel Blank Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg
3: Fordyce.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.